Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today, I'm joined by a dear friend, Karen Harms. She's been a realtor for three years, and we want to talk about that journey of coming in from you know zero and making a significant impact. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Karen, tell us a little bit about your history. What did you do before you became a realtor, and why on earth did you do the transition? Sure. So uh, prior to being a realtor, in my previous life, as I like to say it, um, I was a recruiter. I grew my career in the HR realm. So I went from you know basic entry level recruiting in the financial industry to high tech industry to HR manager to HR director, um, managing union employees, managing non-union employees, technology, all realms of different personalities. And so you had a sales component to what you did? Correct, yes, because you had to overall tell these individuals why going with your company is better than is elsewhere. Better than elsewhere whether it was pay, benefits, or just the technology and growth in the company in general. Nice. Mm -hmm. So what caused you to do the transition from that to this? Sure. So um, like everybody else in this world these days, in the work world, I had been laid off probably about two two times, two, three times in my HR career. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody's safe. Um, I started to determine that where's my passion? Is my passion in managing operations in the aerospace industry, which I did previously? Is it in HR? Is it in recruiting? Where is it? And I started to determine that my passion wasn't in any of that. It wasn't in my 15 years of previous career life and expertise and you know working my way up from, like I said, that base level to an executive position. I just didn't have the drive to be there. And I felt that I was just doing the drive or doing the Don't do. Yes. Just to without make without the passion. Without the passion, just to get the paycheck. Right. Which was going right out the door anyway with kids and the family. Um, so I really evaluated when I was laid off the last time. I sat back and I evaluated what I wanted to do. In doing that, I started my own consulting career, doing organizational development. Um, at which time I had a hiccup with a business partner. Um, we had a major falling out disagreement, and I realized, you know what, this is just not for me. I need to get away from organizational development, away from HR, away from the corporate side of those things, right. and find something that I really like to do. In that same time, I was in the process of selling my house. I came to the conclusion that, well, if this realtor can do it, yet not, I can do answer, better. <laughs> not answering my phone calls, not following up with things, not giving me specific dates on items, and just was an awful experience, then why can't I do it better? So I went and sat down and, and got my license and said, well, what else do I have to do other than That's brilliant. Home? So it was like the frustration of the experience. Right. It was the frustration of the experience that literally pushed me over the edge. You know what's amazing is, have you ever heard of the story of Lamborghini? I did not. So Lamborghini was a tractor company. Lots yeah. of cash. And so, of course, you buy sports cars. And so the owner of Lamborghini got a couple of Ferraris. And the clutches kept on burning out. So he went to Enzo Ferrari and said, look, you know, your clutches need work. And he says, hey, tractor boy, you stick with a tractor. Let real men drive cars. So he got so pissed off. He said, okay, I'm going to design a car that's going to kill your company, which it didn't. 
But Lamborghini sports cars came out of that customer experience, that frustration. Interesting. So anyway, so you started in this path in real estate. Mm -hmm. So the first year out, uh, how many transactions did you do? Um, about 20, you know, 24. And what's the, what's the norm for agents coming in typically? About, I believe it's seven to 10. Seven to 10, more closer to seven and probably. It's closer to seven. Um, and that's typically if you have, it's all based on your sphere of influence. Yes. On who you have and when you're coming in and their transition periods. For me, I had started, not to give my age away, but I had started and I was in my young 30s. We'll check your driver's license yeah. later. <laughs> I was in my young 30s and all of my friends and family had already just bought houses. Yes, darn they it. They already had just got married. You know, they're maybe thinking about kids, but not really yet, there yet, you mm -hmm. know. And um, I, my spear was more already at that level where I probably should have started a year or two prior. Darn it. I had to do a lot of self-marketing. Yes. And because I had to do a lot of self-marketing, I went out there and everywhere I went, I would just somehow bring up the conversation, whether I was on the phone and in a line or um, just randomly start talking to the person in front of me that... Oh, about a house around the corner or something to touch the real estate. Brilliant. In which I would start getting clients. Be like, you know, that's funny. We've been thinking about selling our house. Do you want to come over and take a look at it? Or we've been thinking about getting out of the apartment. By the way, I'm going to give you a high five. Nice. Been thinking about getting out of the apartment. Can you help us? I've also then started realizing that because my sphere of influence was not so active at the time, I had to find other realms of going about in marketing myself. Right. And in doing so, I did a lot of cold marketing, where a lot of agents fail, the cold marketing side. Yes. And I mastered the cold marketing side. So I went ahead and, you know, between making phone calls or doing online lead systems such as Zillow, Realtor, Homes, all of those things. Right. Um, I, you know, put more money out front to get money Reap the in return. Back. Mm -hmm. So we're going to come back to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look at year two. Mm -hmm. uh, how many houses did you do in year two? Um, approximately about 34, maybe a little higher. 34, so uh, mm -hmm. roughly around $8 million? Yes. So you did uh, more of the same thing of just coal marketing and mm -hmm. being that, uh, that hunter going out mm -hmm. looking for opportunity. Absolutely. I would say about 70% of my business was cold marketing. And I think before we started this interview, you were telling me that uh, this year you'll be on track to do about $10 million. Hopefully more. I always like to underestimate. I don't like jinxing myself. Right. So I always underestimate. If I looked at the numbers, I should be closer to maybe 12 or 14, but I'm going to just say 10 to make myself be on the lower side. <laughs> so being new into the real estate marketplace, here's my hypothesis, and I want your thoughts on it, mm -hmm. that uh, realtors fall into three buckets. You've got the A players that do spectacularly well. Mm -hmm. You've got the B players that have a lot of potential, maybe make a living out of it, but never reach that plateau of A. Mm -hmm. Then you've got C players that are kind of part-time and it's not working mm -hmm. out well. Absolutely. Would you say that's a fair statement? I'd say it's a fair statement. Someone like you with your psyche and mindset, you are an A player blossoming, that you've got the drive and the passion to make mm -hmm. this work that you know, as you move along, and obviously you're growing each year, mm -hmm. next year you're gonna be probably putting a team together. Already started. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Before we go there, let's talk about some of the marketing things that you did and some of the activities that other realtors might, that it, have even been around, might find scary. Mm -hmm. Give us your playbook if you can. Sure, so without giving all my little pointers, 
a lot of folks don't believe in the internet marketing. Um, they feel that they're not going to pay into a system that's trying to market to a variety of different realtors at the same time. Right. Basically, they don't like the challenge. For instance, online marketing systems such as Zillow and Realtor.com, you're consistently up against three, four other people who could call faster than you. The thing is not entirely on how fast you call, but on how well you communicate with that individual. That relationship the is relationship key. The relationship to let them know that you're not just here for the sale, but you're here for the referral. You're here for the long term. I find that a lot of folks, you know, even the new buyers agents that I brought on, when they first get on that phone call, they're constantly like, well, yes, here's about the house, and just spill their guts out rather than really listening and caring and about what the more. person's Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Um, and that it's really about listening and caring and letting that person know that whether this is the house or not, you will help them find the right house. You know, not necessarily the perfect house because that's really hard to mm -hmm. find these days, but find the right house that's gonna fit them for their needs currently. And, and whether it's gonna be a day, you know, the first day you go out and find something, which I've had, or a year and a half, two years down the road. They remember had, you, yeah. That they're gonna keep coming back to you and eventually you're going to get that sale. And in that meantime, if you connect with them on that first phone call, they're gonna remember your name. Brilliant. And they're gonna keep calling you and keep asking you the questions and eventually they will move to that spot. So one of my friends, uh, her name is Amy Kushner. She's a trainer for realtors. And she was saying one of the things she comes across is when there's another realtor involved, a lot of realtors will actually take their foot off the gas because mm -hmm. in their psyche, they know they're going to lose. Mm -hmm. There's no data for it. There's no reason for it. But mm -hmm. it's just that psyche piece. Kind of your thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Right. So I think there's a couple of different ways to look at it. Um, one way to look at it is we're taught as realtors in our ethics that if somebody else has another realtor engaged, that you need to back off. Mm -hmm. However, in that same line, and I'm not a legal profession or you know an ethic committee person. Love the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer. <laughs> However, in that same section, what I do is I ask, are you currently working with a realtor? Yes. Oh, great. You signed a contract with them. How are they doing? Oh, no. I, most of the time, the answer is going to be no. I don't have anything signed with them, and eh, they're okay. Where in that first step, when they say yes, a lot of other people be like, Back okay, up. well, you go call them. They'll take care of you. But when you take it that step further, you find out first either they're unhappy and you know they want somebody else and whether they sign that contract or not with them to utilize them. Um, even if they sign that contract to utilize them, if they're not happy, you can always mention, oh, okay, great. Well, if for some reason you, know, you continue to be dissatisfied and decide to terminate that contract in writing with them, let me know and I'll be here for you. Brilliant. But otherwise, you know, best of luck. If you have any questions, I'm here to help, but you should really talk with that person. So what you're saying is that your entire marketing genius is just asking people. Just asking people, just caring. That's huge, because one of the things that, you know, people find really uncomfortable is that I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And it's Absolutely. like, if it's like, sure, don't be a salesperson, but be that person that cares and helps. Mm -hmm. And the end result is you get to help the person find the ideal home. Absolutely. I was talking to another realtor who is totally driven to succeed, and he was saying, one of the things I tell my team is that your only job is to help your prospect find their dream home before they do. Mm -hmm. So you deliver at that level, and you're going to get clients that are going to be there for a long time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and I tell people that, you know, my beginning training um, with the company that I started with is very sales. 
You know, you right. go through these these courses and these sales, and it's all about sales, 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 call, 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 call everybody in your phone book, on your phone, not once, not twice, but every single day until they pick up and they give you an answer on if they have a reorder or not. To me, it's not about that. It's about slowly dripping to them. Slowly, mm-hmm. you know, like they call the drip campaign in email. Yes. It's about slowly sending out things on how you can be of value to them and how you can give them something. It's a seduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and letting them know that, you know, I'm not asking for your business now. I'm not asking for your business in a year. But if you know anybody and they don't have anybody and, you know, you don't think they're going to be a fit with who you use right now, send them my way. So it's all about intent as well. Mm -hmm. So you could have, let's say, some Russian secret agent that seduces to get secrets, Mm -hmm. bad. But then you could have someone like yourself that's more like, you know, hey, I want to be that trusted advisor to help you get the Mm -hmm. ideal home because it is the most... uh, expensive purchase you're ever going to make absolutely absolutely and it's the same way that i train and i just hired two new buyers agents to help me it's the same way one of them was highly experienced she's been in the industry for three years three four years probably slightly longer than i am right however her sales record um was a lot lower she dealt primarily with investors which is different type of personality yes and I sat down in this room that we're in now with both of them and had them make phone calls in front of me with cold leads. And I determined that the one with the prior experience, the reason why I don't think she was getting to that level um, was the care factor. Right. Um, really making you feel like that you care. Because with prior, um, with investors, I should say, which are a different market, they just want to know the bottom line. This is analytical. Analytical. I want to know the numbers, what I can do, how much it's going to cost, and what I can make. Because it's all about the money in the long run. And in fact, if she was caring at that point, it would have been like, shut up, just give me the yeah, numbers. Yeah, they don't want yeah. to hear that. They would be like, no, just goodbye. I don't need this. You talk too much. Um, so we went over and we've been adjusting the way that she communicates via phone, the way that she communicates um, just in general via email, and even her voicemail on her phone. Completely changed it, and you know she now has... Um, several under contract. She's, you know, changed her attitude. She was here. We'd give her a high five. Here's one of the tricks you can use when you're doing this with folks. I had this person that was uh, coaching on how to be more effective on the phone. Mm -hmm. So he's doing some call calls and it's like, okay, so I record one of them. I said, okay, who's your best friend? Is John. He says, call John right now. Invite him to the movies this Saturday. He says, okay, calls John up, invites him to the movies. And then I said, okay, now listen to the two recordings. Recording one is very like analytical, the voice is tight. Then play the other one, it's warm, engaging. I said, okay, do that on these calls. Absolutely. And as soon as you do that, and I could have told him that, and it would have been like, okay, but hearing it and hearing his own tonality, Mm -hmm. it was like, like a light bulb went off. Absolutely, and I think people get excited. You get excited because when we get leads over or you know, somebody says, yes, I'm pre-approved for a million dollars, you see million dollars and you're automatically thinking, okay, million dollars times this percentage, this is how much I can make, and you get really excited. Right. So you try to oversell yourself. Yes. And it's not about overselling yourself, it's just about telling them that you care. And I've, I sell properties from, I think the lowest I sold was about $27,000. Mm-hmm. The highest I've sold was 2.7 million right now. And I talk to every single person the same way in between that realm. I talk to that millionaire the same way as I talk to the person who's buying a $30,000 home. It's all about just letting them know, well, you know, maybe this isn't the right time, maybe you're not ready, or maybe this is not the right step. But call me if you have a question. 
I'm so, here for you. So just deconstructing that a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's some people that you meet out there mm-hmm. that when you see them in public mm-hmm. and private is the same person because they have the sense of integrity and how they behave is authentic. And it sounds like you're just doing that naturally, mm-hmm. that ability to, I want to help you find the right home, whether you're uh, a $27,000 house or a $10 million house, it's all about the person and getting them to feel comfortable enough to kind of open up and say, I want to do this, but I'm afraid of this. And the more information they give you, the better job you can do for them. Absolutely. And I I like to say that that is one of the reasons why I failed at corporate HR. And I, I don't like to say I entirely failed, but that I didn't feel comfortable when I was in the right spot. Because while you really want to help the manager, the individual yeah. and all those things, you can't. You have a certain break point. You know, you have to watch what you're saying. You have to go by these rules. Where in real estate, you have these ethics, you know, that you have to go by. You have these rules that you have to go by, but they're more on a legal standpoint of contracts and not overstepping the line, not doing the wrong thing and stealing somebody else's client or telling somebody else's client that, oh, your realtor's really bad. You know, it's just helping them helping them or helping that other realtor. I can't tell you how many times I've had other realtors call me yes, asking me if my client was interested in the house that I've showed. And I say, no, but hey, can I give you some advice on that house? And give them pointers and they say, wow, I never thought about it. Or I, I went to a listing appointment and talked with a woman and she said, well, you know, I have a friend who I'm gonna be listing with. I said, that's great. I said, you know, I've seen your house. It was on the market before. Can I give you some advice? Whether you decide to list with me or not, you seem like you're a great person. Let me help you. Paint this basement, remove this, and change that. She did it, and it looks amazing. I went back when she relisted. Right. Looks amazing. She didn't list with me. I'm not going to make any money off of that. However, but you added value. I added value. I helped her, and who knows that if maybe her person she went with, who she's friend with, decides to retire, maybe she'll remember my name and she'll give my name to somebody. Brilliant. So we're gonna do something like scary and dangerous now. Okay. So you've had a a great three years Mm -hmm. in your third year. With what you know now, if you were redesigning that experience for someone else coming in, what would be the things you would change that would allow a new agent coming in, you know, green, pass the exam. If you were designing that world, what would that look like to make the whole experience to get more realtors being more successful? I would tell them it's not just about the sales. I think a lot of people see numbers and they know sales equals this percentage, which equals a commission check, which then equals money in your bank account. It's not just about that. It's about getting that connection and moving to the next stage. It's about, like like we had said, talking about each individual as if they were a friend and not some random person. It's uncomfortable, it is, but the reality is, is getting off the phone and just going out in person and just talking to people. It's one of those trainings that I I learned when I first started, Right. and I didn't want to do it. I hate calling people on the phone and just calling, calling, calling my phone list. I hate it. To me, it's so impersonal, yet I love texting, which is odd, but you know, um, but the thing is is that you just have to do it and if you don't like calling on the phone go out to starbucks and wait in this wait in a long line and just ask the person in front of you questions you know no matter where you are the grocery store anywhere just just they're ask human questions. they live somewhere they live somewhere just ask them a question say hey not trying to get anything from you if you had a real estate agent in mind who do you refer to 
Um, if they say somebody, great, what, what makes them different? You know, I'm new, I'm trying to figure out why you said that person. Not about um, the, the sales of, yeah. do you have a real estate you would refer somebody to? No, great, let it be me. No, it's more about finding out why they have somebody and what makes that person different. And if you could figure out that, then you can then learn yourself what you need to do to make yourself be that person who your friends are gonna refer, your family, or that random person Mm -hmm. that you've met in Dunkin' Donuts, which I have. I mean, a month ago I did it. I met some random person in Dunkin' Donuts. Just a nice lady, we were waiting in line, joking about the line, had a conversation, turns out she's looking for a waterfront property. Didn't have a realtor. Brilliant. Have a new client. Karen, thanks so much for sitting down with me. It was delightful. Thank you, it's great seeing you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 